Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just pick up and drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code POD, that's POD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD. That's Stamps.com, promo code POD, P-O-D. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Have you been in quarantine? Are you ready to enter the wild again? There's a chance no one has seen your coconuts in months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with hairy coconuts. Would you show up to the first day of school without a haircut? Nope. Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of the ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post-quarantine life. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 Essential Kit. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with Manscaped Crop Preserver Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing deodorant, which ensures your afternoon stroll through the jungle doesn't result in sticky coconuts. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner and made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts to give your coconuts a special boost. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower 3.0 delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean. The light is at the end of the tunnel, fellas. Treat yourself for making it through the quarantine and welcome back to the jungle with a perfect package 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code SLOPDROP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com when you use SLOPDROP. S-L-O-P-D-R-O-P. Your first post-quarantine date will thank you. Welcome back to the Slop Drop. This is Nathan Rogers at Woopig Sumo on Twitter. And as usual, my tag partners for this episode is the unluckiest man on planet Earth, Bad Luck Chapman. And of course, the manager of champions, Stephen E. Before we get into this, uh, happy Veterans Day to everybody. But what's up, guys? What's going on, Sumo? Happy Veterans Day to everybody out there that uh, is a veteran, man. You know, uh, uh, this is your day. That's it. Uh, it should be every day. We should always thank and uh, pay respects to our veterans. But Absolutely. we are recording this on Veterans Day. A little later than usual, but better late than never. Guys, we have been busy. Um, if I could sum up our co- last couple of weeks, of course, last week, people may not realize it, but we actually uh, – 
threw in one that we had recorded months ago because we've been to AEW Dynamite. We have been to AEW Rampage. We've worked the Mid-State Show. Uh, if I could sum it up, it's been caffeine in the indie scene. I've been off the sauce for almost two years. No energy drinks. And I, I broke down. I fell off the wagon. I bought some monsters, and I pounded a few because – Ain't no rest for the weary. No, 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 man. We wasn't in the beat. You know that. What is that? The the I seventy, man. You know Kansas City, then to St. Louis, and then down to Springfield for for arguably one of the greatest wrestling events that has taken place in Springfield, man. Mid States was a amazing, amazing, amazing night of pro wrestling. It was crazy. Hey, by the way, congrats and a shout out to Brandon uh, Dunkirk, winner of our AEW Rampage tickets. Uh, yeah, he had yeah. the unfortunate responsibility to sit with us, and you know I was a little tired uh, from all the travel and everything, but uh, I'm, I'm glad he made it to the show, and I think he enjoyed it. I know I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he had a he had a blast, man. It was very uh, very cool hanging out with uh, with Brandon last uh, last uh, Friday night. That was very 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 cool. So what was y'all's thoughts on the uh, AEW Dynamite show you went to? Oh, man. we You know what? Yeah, not a bad seat in the house. You know, um, I think you could have been in the in the cheap seats and you still would have got a good good, uh, good view. Um, just a quick two and a half hours north of us. And uh, we had a, I, I had, I had a great time. I had a really good time. You know, the dark matches were really good. We seen some, uh, seen some familiar faces, you know, that, uh, that we knew and uh, it, was, it was a great time. I had a good time. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was real good. And like you said, there's not a bad seat in the house. The venue was, was uh, <clears throat> perfect, you know, um, it was just, it was, it was a good time. We had a good time on the drive up there, a good time at the, at the show. And then, then of course the drive back, but, you know, I think it went, uh, we, I think it went better than what we expected. Mm -hmm. I know, uh, Rampage was, uh, <clears throat> I enjoyed it. Um, the venue packed, I think that's the right size venue to have for these shows about four or five, 6,000 people. Again, saw some familiar faces, uh, Miranda Gordy, Luke Langley, mm -hmm. Um, who else did we see? Moonshine Mantel. Moonshine Mantel. Yeah, uh, yeah. War Horse was there. War Horse was there. Michael to, Michael Berry was Michael there. Barry, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Michael Berry was there. Niles Plunk was was there as well. Uh, it Plunk was a, a uh, Plunk. Yeah, you're the manager. How are you going to call <laughs> Niles Plunk? <laughs> Niles Plunk. Well, anyways, uh, you know, it was, it was a good time, man. It was a good time. It was fun catching up with those uh, those people afterwards and. You know, of course, uh, taking the trek over to uh, St. Louis the the what two days later and watching uh, watching Rampage that was that was awesome, good time all around. It was, um, as I mentioned earlier, <coughs> I'm back clean and sober off the energy drinks, mm -hmm. drinking a vitamin water, <laughs> trying to get back on track. I've been inspired by Mister Fitness. He's uh, uh, got me. Uh, He's inspired me to get back drinking? on track. What are you with... drinking, Stephen? What, what, what was that? Downy? <laughs> That's some Downy. Yeah, you know. Got a can up there? What is that up there? <laughs> yeah. Now, Mr. Fitness will be taking on uh, Jim Fallon at the Crown Championship Wrestling. Oh, He's man. At, yeah. uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later. But uh, you hit it a while ago this past weekend, Mid-States Wrestling. Ooh, man. 
How's your back, Stephen E? How's those kendo sticks? Oh man, it, hey, I tell you what, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm t- I, that 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 match was brutal. That was brutal. And uh, even before we got to that match, that that wasn't even you know one of the matches that made that that night so memorable. You know, Luke Langley, C Must See TV, Colton Bot, man, they tore the house down. We do need twice. to take a uh, twice. We do need to take a moment here and. Uh, request your prayers for uh for Stephen E here he Indeed. hurt his arm he uh yeah we're going to be setting up a GoFundMe page later yeah. right? you know you know it's funny I didn't even I didn't even notice the bruise until yesterday where where I hung myself up but you know to 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 make light of that match is nothing but disrespectful those two guys went out and just tore the house up man and and Anybody who was in attendance, you know, kind of kind of seen what happened, and you know, uh, uh, we 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 ended up we ended up uh, walking out with the uh, with the belt. So that's all that matters. But uh, I certainly don't want to downplay, you know, uh, the events that, that occurred that night. Man, get well, uh, get well soon, Moonshine. Yeah, let's uh, quickly recap that event. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, if you guys want to see it, I highly suggest you go buy the DVD. But yes. uh, Doomsday defeated Matador Dose. Gideon Vane defeated Campbell Myers. That was my first time seeing Campbell Myers trained by Seth Rollins. That was a great match. Of course, Gideon Vane is a force to be reckoned with. Miranda Gordy defeated Morgan LeVay. The Space Cowboy, Jason Jones, Gary Graham, and Doomsday defeated Toxic Masculinity, which is Johnny Lightning and Johnny Dynamite. And they had with them Wani, their their new recruit, formerly known as Matador Uno. Jimmy Fiasco defeated the Longhorn Outlaw. Colton Theron Vaught and Luke Langley went to a time limit draw. Now, you hear the words time limit draw, and you're thinking that must have been boring BS. That got two Man. standing ovations from a sold-out crowd. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I I, don't, I, I think that might be underselling it. You know, uh, it, just like you said, Ben, if you want to see pure wrestling at its finest, buy that DVD, get it, 20 bucks, go hit Mid-States Up, get it. It is well worth uh, well worth every bit of the twenty dollars. It uh, it was such a such an amazing match. I was in the back, and and just listening to the crowd's reactions. You know, of course, caught my attention, and I went and peeked through the curtain. And oh man, those guys! <laughs> it uh, it was it was good. Now you had the you had the privilege of uh, of being able to call that too. So I can only imagine yes. from your perspective. It was great. Bad luck, Chapman joined us at commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a great match. Um, yeah. Alan Jefferson defeated the Iceman to become the new mm. U.S. Highway Champion. In the main event, we've talked about it already, but going to talk about it again. Niles Plonkay retained the MSW Heavyweight Championship against Moonshine, Ryan Mantell, in a hellacious Texas death match. God, was that not was that not brutal? What 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 transpired in the first three minutes to know that those guys went another 15, 20 minutes after that? And just gave everything that they had to to the crowd there in Springfield that night, man. I mean, that just number one goes to show how, how tough, you know, how tough that son of a gun is, man. And and uh number number two, just just how how much the crowd was into it, just kept feeding him, feeding him, feeding him, and 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 it was it was uh it was it was one of the greatest wrestling events that I've ever been a part of. I can I can say that hands down. We saw kendo sticks. You felt kendo ah. sticks. We Man. saw chairs, tables. Moonshine got nine staples in his head. Mm-hmm. Again, 
get your DVD at MSWTickets.com. Seriously, uh, it, it was awesome. Yeah. Staying on the topic of great independent wrestling, uh, the inaugural Crown Championship Wrestling will be taking place Sunday, November 21st at 3 p.m. at the NWA Mall in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, here's my recent chat uh, with the man behind the plan, Mr. Christopher Vincent. Joining us now from Crown Championship Wrestling, Mr. Christopher Vincent. He is no stranger to controversy. How are you, sir? Hey, what's up, Nathan? Glad to be on the slop drop tonight. Glad to have you, man. I say no stranger to controversy because when I first met you like 20 years ago, uh, had no idea our paths would cross uh, 20 years later like they are now, but you, you wrestled as Gilligan the three-hour stud. True, and, but you're saying it wrong. It's... The three-hour stud. The three-hour three stud. Yeah, so a dumb nickname that like people I worked with gave me, and it just kind of stuck. So I was like, yeah, let's. I mean, and I'm in wrestling by accident. That's, well, let's let's talk about that. How did you get involved in wrestling? Completely accident, man. Um, growing up in Northwest Arkansas, not a wrestling territory, not a wrestling town. No Fayetteville. Go never, Hogs, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Basketball's gonna be a little rough this year. Be prepared. They traded they traded size and shooting for little guys that are fast and don't want to pass the ball. Well, let's but, cross our fingers. Yeah, but next year it's gonna be crazy. But to kind of go back around to how I got into wrestling, um, like everybody, you watch it with your grandpa. You know, watch it with you know your family. And just kind of get into it and and you never think about it especially you know i'm a little guy it's never a dream never like an actual path you think you could do and we end up seeing a a guy had a show in bentonville at the fairgrounds had a little newspaper article about it um, my buddy kevin lovejoy um i was like hey kev you're interesting there ain't nothing going on let's go check this thing out we went up there and it's the worst wrestling I ever saw in my life <laughs> bunch of old opw guys from tulsa were over there uh, I just kept nudging Kev throughout the whole show. I was like, man, these guys don't have gear. Like, this is nothing. They can't even run the ropes. They're barely even doing any moves. I just kept on like, what the hell? This, this, this horse shit. It's awful. It's like, we could probably do that. And so we ended up staying the whole show. Don't know why, but we did. And I was just like a little guy that could run my mouth. Um, I was part of a, a group called the Bastards student group at the University of Arkansas were like the crazy wildest guys in the in the what was it called the uh the, the slop and the what's the front row called I already, the trough? Uh, yeah the trough we're like the craziest wild ones like yeah it's like nerdy guys that were kind of tame we were not that we if you ever saw back in the day the the first time we missed a tournament in like 12 years NIT me and my group front row, right in front of the ESPN cameras, and sad mime face. We stayed silent and stayed still the whole game. Came back, beat UNLV in a 15-point comeback. So it was so hard to stay in character, but we did. And I kind of knew at that point, it's like, you know, I, I can run a character. I can do something. So as we're walking out of the wrestling show in Bentonville, dude, 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 just going on about our lives, the promoter stops us. He didn't know who he was. He's like, hey, kids, how do you think about that show? And if I'm anything, I'm honest, like brutally honest. I'm too dumb to lie. I can't remember what I told you 10 minutes ago. That, much that's not a bad trait, by the way. 
you know, I, I just, it is what it is. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't, we'll work it out. But I'm just, I'm just not a BS -er. I'm just not. And so I said, sir, that was the worst rest I ever saw in my life. <laughs> He's like, what? I was like, yeah, that was awful. I was like, I don't know how you sleep at night. Uh, I'm adding that part, but uh, his response was, well, kids, if you think you're tough, why don't you come up for a tryout? And he was a tiny guy. He was about 125 pounds soaking wet. I was at the same time as well. Um, 68 people showed up. Six of them got passed. Kevin, myself, uh, Leslie, who was wild child tattoo artist, she got passed. And there's two other big guys. And then so 68 people that showed up is actually quite impressive. Well, it was 1998. It was, it was peak. Yeah. Wrestling was never hotter. And That's true. Then they, then they packed out that little building. I don't even remember what tickets were. They didn't have like a headliner. They just had local guys. And then and eventually, was, so we went through the trial. We got past. And this dude, he, he tried to bullshit everyone telling him he was uh, Wolfie D out of Memphis. And we're like, no, you're not. It's like, we don't, we just know you're not. By the way, the internet had been invented by 1998. Exactly, exactly. And of course, one of my rule of thumb in wrestling, anyone tells you they work under masks, they're full of shit. Any Dr. X's or Assassin's number seven, no, 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 no. And so he convinced everybody else that he'd worked in Japan. And I think that's kind of where we kind of meshed a little bit. It was, it was the King of the Deathmatch tournaments. That's what Kevin and I got through bootleg videotapes. And we're like, man, we got to do that. That's awesome. That's that's what we got to do with our lives. And of course, I've never done a death match and probably never will. But um, we just didn't get BS'd by a guy. Everyone else got finessed, paying fifteen hundred bucks. Some paid three grand. So he made it like a bandit on you know the six or so that actually pay. And then everyone that didn't make it, they end up. There's a handful of them that went and became another group that we end up working for down the road. But that was really the intro to it. Is uh, I wasn't even going to wrestle just gonna be a manager kevin was gonna wrestle he's like six foot 240 and he's the right build me not so much but the uh they do rob allen he said you know what i'm a manager we'll make you a manager down the road we'll have a manager versus manager match so we're gonna start teaching you how to wrestle just a little bit how to bump how to get through it and then eventually as you know the way the indies work old guys that are coming down you know, they get booked and you do a little bit of training with them. Now it's seminars. That's the big thing now. Pay your 30 bucks and go do a seminar and do the same roles that you do and have done forever and you don't really learn anything. For me, the seminar was being in the car, being in the truck, riding the road with the old guys and just learning, just asking, just talking, just you know, building relationships. I don't think you do that in a two-hour seminar. You just you just don't have the time. You don't put in the just don't put in the hours. Don't get the reps in. Yeah, I, I believe that's where I first met you and Kevin was at Bentonville at the fairgrounds. Was it, been, was it, was it not Mount Home? <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm not going to go into how I even got there or who I was with, but I remember you guys were talking about doing a barbed wire match, and I'm like, you guys are nuts. Because I was pretty much the, the crash test dummy that day, and I was running ropes and taking bumps and taking chair shots, and y'all were talking about, you know, rolling around in barbed wire. I'm like, yeah, that's not me. That's not for me, so doing crazy stuff and and we would somehow kevin could work we're trained to wrestle in any conversation anywhere with anybody <laughs> and that's a gift because that's being a promoter that's just working the business it's 
getting it out there, getting it hyped. And that's something that's missing these days. It's just not cool. Yeah. Speaking of of these days, is there anything that you're watching these days that is current? No, it's going to blow your mind. Other than watching AE Dark last night, because there's local folks on it, people that we work with. I really haven't watched wrestling since 2002. That that actually doesn't surprise me. Um, I've had a few promoters on here and wrestlers that that don't watch it, and it that that's what blows my mind really is because, um, the the modern world we live in, you got to keep up with what's trendy and what the fans are watching and who's who, so you can kind of keep up with the times. And honestly, that always kind of blows me away when somebody says I don't really watch that much. But traditionally, would be good. Yeah, for for me. Um, I kind of had the mindset 2002 is when we first when we first promoted shows way back in the day. I was like, you know, I'm not going to be competing against WWF. I still call it that. I'm not going to be competing against the national groups. Whatever they do is totally not relevant to me and what we're doing on our local you know, level. So I was like, I'm just, I just, and I got a bunch of rules to how I live life and a bunch of my rules to wrestling kind of apply. One of it is not anyone I would meet throughout the years and say, all right, you're new in this biz or, hey, you're four or five years in, let's just chit-chat. Um, if you show up and start going over your match and the guy doesn't know the names of the moves, it's going to be a bad match. If he calls what he's wanting to do, what he sees on you know Monday night, if that's his name for it, let me do the Ric Flair, I mean, I'll show you, I'll throw you off the ropes or whatever. Let me do the this or the who, the whatever. They're just mark assholes. They're, they never got in the business to be in the business or to be able to be a wrestler. Do in a commentary. When we do commentary, we have sheets of you know people that we haven't seen before, called matches before, and we always always ask them, you know, what's your signature move? And a lot of times they'll come up with some off the wall name. I'm like, okay, but what is it? Right, <laughs> and then when they right. tell me, like, okay, I know what that is. Now I can I can describe what you're doing in the ring. When I see it, we took a pretty methodical approach with training. It was like, in, we, the group that we started with, they splintered. I saw more bullshit in my first six months than most people probably see in six years or in a lifetime of wrestling. You know, one of my guiding principles is uh, I don't spend money on old guys, I don't care about them, don't want to hang out with them, don't meet your heroes, they're going to disappoint you every time. And with a few exceptions, you no, know, Dan Stevens was really cool. Terry Gordy was awesome. Most other guys that came through that time, nah, they're pretty sad existence of lives. Not something you'd want to really look up to or, you know, tell your kids, hey, you want to live like this guy. Because, no, nah, they're, they're just crazy gypsies, just running the roads, making, making bucks here and there. And so, for me, I don't want to be a gravy train for old dudes. I just don't. I'd rather spend my money to invest in the new talent, to build up our names, to build up, you know, our promotion, our brand. I don't think you get, and where this comes from, I'll tell you a story. Very first match I was involved with, with NWAPW, which then became SECW. I don't know what what the SEC stood for, probably Southeast Championship Wrestling, I imagine. Who knows? They booked Jim the Anvil Neidhart, his very first booking after getting released from WWE, WWF, what do you want to call it? Dude never got on the plane. They gave him a first-class ticket, 
took her right to the airline, cashed it in, got the money, never went right back home, never got on the plane. Bet I learned that. I'll keep that in my memory bank. No, do you get your money's worth with a jury lawyer? Probably not. Not, not when you have a venue that you can only sit 200 to 250 people. You know, let's, let's go promote a Colton bot. Let's promote a BC Lee or Eric Bronson or even, even some of the older guys that are around. Let's, let's put our money into to Nas Plonk. Let's put our money into Jason Jones. Let's put our money into Ivan Warsaw. And what's my guy here is Andrew Gold. It's kind of here local. That's just my, my view of it. If you're going to spend it, spend it wise. I, uh, I love that philosophy. I, I love you. Going to build those guys up and help them out. And that's one reason I do like to watch AEWs because I see a lot of people that we've worked with on there. And it's cool if they, even though they don't put them over, they still give them a little spotlight. Helps their bookings and all that stuff. You mentioned a few names there. Um, let's talk about the let's let's talk about the card real quick. You you mentioned being a wrestler and talking about uh, uh, being a promoter. Crown Championship Wrestling Sunday, November twenty first, two thousand twenty one at the Northwest Arkansas Mall in Fayetteville, Arkansas, three o'clock p.m. This is a stacked card, dude. Um, you think so? Yeah. Uh, Some people are saying that. I don't. I'm not so sure. Just because you know when you're building it. You just say, hey, here's here's guys I want to use. I'm very particular with my talent. That was one of the things that was probably the trick to what I did years and years ago. I cherry-picked. I just went and got the best guys from all around that I thought were premium talent. Primo guys that were just right there on the cusp of pushing it. You'd mentioned Alexander Gold. I'm not sure who he's facing yet. You might want to keep that uh, a secret of his involvement. Um, we have some mutual friends. I've not met him yet. I've uh, been meaning to have him on the show, and eventually, hopefully, we'll get to that. But let's run through the card. Thrash versus Alan Jefferson. Thrash. Yep, Thrash. He's one of the villains. One of Rockwell's natural-born yep. villains out of Tulsa. He's, you know, big 300-plus-pound monster. Kind of kind of has that Vader vibe. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a big old beefy kid that's just strong. Strong as an ox. You wouldn't... Sometimes you might not think about just looking at him, but dude, he he, he slammed Sam Moore. Yeah. Big old uh, stack out, Sam stack out. I believe he has a victory over Abyss as well. Yeah. Alan yeah. Jefferson is his opponent, uh, such yeah, an underdog. New U.S. Highways champion. Yeah. Springfield, one of the mid-state students that's just been coming on like gangbusters. Next match, Pineapple Jack and Jimmy Fiasco versus Toxic Masculinity. Hey, how about them Johnnies? I like the Johnnies. Now, I know when I'm doing commentary, I have to stay neutral and call it down the middle like uh, Phil Alfonso, but I like the Johnnies. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good young talent. Um, and Jay has really done a great job with his students. That's one thing I tell him all the time. He, is. he didn't really have that. And that's why, I mean, that's why I even came back. You know, the last match I have was in 2008. You know, I went back to school and said, screw this. I'm getting all my life. Because that's another one of my rules. So you got to give wrestling five years. Five years, if you can't get where you're going to go within five to six, that's where you're going to be at. And I just gave it 10. I'm, and I've never been nothing in this business. Never been nothing. Never wanted to be nothing. Never wanted to be famous. You know, WCW, all that. No, nah, no. Nah. I mean, when you see how how they do local folks, when they, when they gave them dark matches, they always squash you. They never let you shine. They don't even say your name. 
we don't get nothing on TV. So it's kind of cool to be able to get seen, but what's it really doing for you? Especially in this day and age where everything's documented, everything's on the internet now. Yep. You really, you really can't can't get away with much anymore. So that's kind of been my dream is uh, all of us guys running from Iowa to Texas, get on the same page, you know, get a site together, book kind of similar storylines and just run them together and build a territory, build it up to where you can build a fan base. And and you're close enough within one another yet far enough away that you're going to draw different audiences as well. So I like how you guys are working together like that. Yeah, and you can play around, and it's a good way of get good talent to stay busy. You know, when we first started, there wasn't a show every weekend. There wasn't people that if you go around two or three nights, or you know, on a weekend, you just couldn't. You know, you might get a show in every two months. Now, if you're lucky, the place would try to run once a month, and then they'd get burned out, or they'd not bring in a say the names because I'll be I'll play nice. I won't say the names. But, you know, you book in guys that just don't put any effort in, that people don't really know, and they're not going to sell tickets. Now, I've shown up to places I had literally seven people in the crowd, and they paid a ton of money for the talent that they brought in. Mm-hmm. And if you don't put the work in, eh, ain't, ain't going to be nothing. But, so, so the Johnny Applejack and yeah. uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Fiasco. Fiasco. I was about to get to that. That's going to be interesting. How do we keep getting sidetracked? It's going to be an interesting combination between those two. I think they oh, yeah. pair well together. Um, put the put that match together because you know the Johnnies, they're they're babyface. They're masquerading as a heel. Within three to four shows of anybody seeing them, you can't help but to love them, and that's the charisma they have, and yeah. you have to have that. Um, why I think Jimmy Fiasco and Pineapple Jack will work together, they're just a couple fun. Jack. He was a local, um, came up through uh, Dusty Gold, which is now Xander Gold. I think I think that was his major training influence. And then Ivan Warsaw came in with that group and kind of took over the training. And I'll tell you what, Ivan Warsaw is the best trainer I've ever seen in my life. He's a beast. I've been around a bunch. Um, and I say that because where his, his new students, where they were at when I first saw him, you know, eight, 10 months ago when they were kind of listless, you know, the promotion that they're starting under was kind of not, it was a little bit rudderless. The guy had been around for a couple of years, never really got a strong hold. And that's, that's wrestling. You know? Most promotions don't make it two or three years because they're just missing something. What it was for them, I don't know. But uh, Warsaw came in and what he did with those guys in six weeks, amazing. I didn't think any of them would ever get in the ring. But then six to eight weeks later, he had them confident. Had them ready to go. Yeah, and now now they're now they're taking bookings and they're getting out there. Those Good. guys are East. I'm glad to have them. And we got a uh, Jim Fallon versus Mr. Fitness Two. Mr. Fitness yes. Two is in the peak physical condition. He's he's Billion kind of nice speed. That's right. Of course, Jim Fallon trained by Perry Saturn. True, true, true. He's a Philly guy that. Found his way to Arkansas, and I'm glad he did because we we become best buddies. You know, we didn't really know each other that well until we had a match, and he blew out his knee within like two seconds of, of the match. We had all this great stuff that we're gonna try to do, and then bleh, ACL tear, MCL tear. Uh, yeah. So I kind of helped him along, and you know, we that's where we kind of bonded is through his recovery and rehab. And I actually lived in Harrison at the time too, so 
So that's a special challenge match. You know, Jim been the Jim's been in the gym. You know, he's he has cut up, toned up, got his body right. Looks good. He's ready to come back and so that just seemed like a natural thing to me. And that match is actually sponsored by One Day Gym out in Farmington, Arkansas. All right. Shout out to them. Uh, B.C. Lee versus Greg Anthony. Golden Boy Greg Anthony, a veteran on the scene. What can you tell us about B.C. Lee? Uh, B.C. Lee's the Wildcat. He's one of Nichols, you know, new guys. Um, he's, he's a big, beefy, strong kid. Not huge, like a monster. He's, just, he's got the right build to wrestle. And I'm excited to see where he comes from. He's, he's got a lot of, a lot of energy, a lot of passion. And he's, he's a guy that's just soaking it all in. And that's, that's what you want at this level. Get out there, be seen as much as you can. And we're going to, um, was it BC Lee versus Greg Anthony? All right, yeah. so Greg Anthony. I don't know what's going on with him. Shaved you know, his beard. Lost, yeah, he lost his beard versus belt match. Hair, his rocker hair gone, the beard gone, the ZZ top beard gone. So I'm, I'm curious to see if it's, you know, if he's going to be Samson or, or if he's going to be Delilah. I just don't know if he's, if he's going to have what he used to have. You know, have, you, know you, you have your persona and your, your uh, you know, you just what people know what you are and what, what you've done. And now he's changing them. We'll see. We'll see if the hair and the beard makes a difference. And you know, he's he's one of the young guys. Like I'm, these kids are coming at me. I'm give me one of the youngest, strongest, new ones you got. I'm gonna prove I still got it. That's shaving the beard and cutting the hair could have uncaged the beast that we haven't seen. Be interesting. I told him that he now looks like a guy that's having problems with his computer while he's trying to get you. <laughs> <laughs> So Dr. Izzen versus Gary Graham. I've uh, had the pleasure of calling these guys matches several times. Two incredibly talented wrestlers. Uh, this is going to be a good one, too. What do you think about the doctor? I like Izzen. Um, if I was him, I would be coming out with a uh, a uh, COVID mask on, and I would be having some Germax, telling the crowd, don't breathe on me, don't touch me. You guys are nasty. I don't want your germs. But uh, I like Doc. And, and that kind of brings to the point of my philosophy on booking and just storytelling. That's why I didn't, that's why I haven't watched wrestling forever. They don't tell stories no more. And the stories they do tell, they don't interest me. Because I believe what made wrestling so hot in the 70s and 80s, what you saw in the ring was a mirror image of, of life, of what was going on in geopolitics, what was going on in society. Wrestling's kind of gotten away from that. So if if you liked wrestling back then, come over to the crown. I'm, I got tricks, a lot of stuff up my sleeve here, and I think we're going to surprise some folks. But I really love that character and, and what's going on with the world today. And I'm going to try to have him at the door checking people's vaccine cards. <laughs> there you go, having a little temperature gauge and all that stuff. So you've seen Gary a hundred million times. I have. Uh, he still got it too. First time you saw Gary. The first time I saw Gary. Man, it's been a minute. But the last time I saw him was this past Saturday night in Springfield. Um, he still got it. He yeah. still knows how to work a crowd, too. Yeah. And, you know, the things, if we would have known him 20 years ago, there's no telling where all of us would have been. But that's, right. that's just part of it. You, you don't get seasoned up until you get experience, and that takes a long time. It really does. Ivan Warsaw 
versus Eric Brunson. Warsaw yeah. is a savage. Uh, I actually put Enzo in the hospital not long ago, and that, that was a that's a legit thing. It really happened. Uh, but he's not one to mess with. No, no. He was 6'4", probably 250. Just... I believe he had a little time in NXT. Right. I think he spent about four years there. And that, that may be where the, the training that he's able to give these guys for where it comes from is that, you know, and he was trained by Nightmare Ken Wayne, you know, the West Memphis guy. He learned it's super obvious and just the way he works. Um when he wrestled Gary Graham in Mid-States and Harrison just a month or so ago, one of the things I told him, I was like, man, that was a treat. And here's why. Your positioning is immaculate. When you, even when you were out of position, all it took was one step for you to get back in the right spot to, to be able to work and be able to give yourself room to do whatever it was you're wanting to do and needing to do. Because a lot of people don't. They just don't transition well. They get out of place. They, get out of their head that's when they start watching things and you know, I always tell people it's like well we're not actors we can't remember scripts we don't remember everything we don't script out matches so if we were we'd be in Hollywood we're, we're just not that good but what we are is we're wrestlers <laughs> and I mean we're gonna get out there and get wild we're gonna throw the dukes we're gonna we're gonna bring it and he's Extremely good. And, so, and Eric Bronson, well, at least the, the you know, cat out of the bag. He's one of his students, and they're, they're going to put on a show. Space Cowboy Jason Jones, the hardest working man in professional wrestling versus the Longhorn Outlaw. Longhorn Outlaw's making another appearance. It's been a while. It's been a minute for the Longhorn. He's coming back. It's always a treat. And so we'll see what, you know, JJ's got 20 years in, you know, in the ring as well with us. And, you know, he's a wily veteran. He's always got something planned. He's always got some trick that he can pull out to, to have had a friendship with him. Because, you know, we met on the road forever ago. We we're just a couple of the young guys that were in the locker room. And things are different now. Back then, everybody yeah. was standoffish. You know, we we're told, you know, don't speak until you're spoken to. And, now that I've been in, you know, hundreds of locker rooms, that comes off the wrong way. Just be friendly. And I so, still have tapes from the early '90s that I bought from him. That's how long I've known JJ. I wish there were some of our tapes. All my stuff's gone. No, these were like a uh, best of the Four Horsemen. Yeah, of course, he made them. They're all bootleg. Uh, best of the Vaughn Ericks, best of the Freebirds, all this other stuff. That and we would spend so much time going through those and watching those shoots, and that's kind of where our friendship formed. Is you know we just. You know, watch watch the old tapes and then just you know shoot the shit about what we would do how we would run a promotion how we would do this or that and, and stories and you know when you it's it's a fortunate people have the same interest and the same passion for it and also the work ethic most people that are in indie wrestling they don't work very hard i don't know if it's just an extension of most of the people you mean in the indies are kind of just shit people I'd say it. Well, I think, yeah. my opinion, again, I'm not a wrestler. I'm not a promoter. I'm not a trainer. Just somebody kind of observing from the outside. I think a lot of people get involved in the indies and they stop their training. They stop going to school. They stop uh, being around the right people and, again, uh, stop yeah. their training. And they think they're, once they get through. Every the, day. Yeah. 
once they get through their so many weeks or whatever, they think they're good enough to start getting booked and they kind of go their separate ways and they don't care at that point. They don't want to get any better. They want to get the check. True. And there ain't much money in it to be having that kind of attitude. <laughs> no. I see a lot of people that have a that got a lot of ego for not being over, for not being able to draw 50 people. Yeah. Now, cross my fingers, my karma there. I'm not going to, you know, I'm gonna knock on some wood because watch me not draw 50 people. But I'm working, working like crazy. We've got 700 show posters going out. I got 400 posters I put out that just, I kind of have a method to my madness. The first things I put out, all I said was pro wrestling, the mall, the date, nothing. Kept everything offline. Didn't even put the website, didn't even, didn't even make a Facebook or anything like that live because I wanted to force people to have to talk about it. Make them have to ask them, is that you seen this? Do you know what this is about? And I know the mall started getting phone calls like crazy. The venue, Gymnastic Joe, started getting calls. And they're like, well, we tell them. It's like, you tell them nothing. You just tell them wrestling's coming November 21st. And they'll keep asking around. And it built a buzz. And then you reinforce that by some signage. I put out 100-yard signs. So there's no telling how many millions of impressions I got on the highways. Very high, you know, very key locations that I know people would see it. Well, I live a little over, around two hours from there. And I have a buddy from over there. He knows I'm into wrestling and do commentary and do the podcast. Sent me a picture from his truck he was driving. Sent me a picture, texted it to me. He's like, what do you know about this? I'm like, I know what it says on the sign. There's going to be wrestling there <laughs> November 21st. Yep, yep. And that some people may think that was the wrong way to do it, but we'll see. We'll see if, you know, we'll see if we sell it out. Hope so. I mean... I didn't overbook it, overpromote it, but you know, if something happens and we get four or five hundred people that show up out of the blue, we'll run two shows. We'll do another one at six o'clock, and we'll just we'll just go with it. That's but, you know, and I'm trying to stay away from traditional media on this first one. You know, being a marketing and media guy myself, you know, you got to have some good data to come back to them with to negotiate. So I'm gonna see what we do with just word of mouth posters, old school. Well, I might throw some Facebook ads next week. We'll see. But yeah. I knew you were up to something because, uh, you know, we're in the private group and you'd say, don't share this, but, but take a look at it. Don't share that. But here's, I'm like, he's up to something. Yep. There's yep. a reason he doesn't want certain things shared and other things shared. So, well, I mean, it's, it's hard to say where people see something and where you're spending your dollars correctly in marketing. So for the first six shows i'm probably gonna try something a little bit different each time so i know exactly what's working what's not because when i sold advertising i couldn't tell you the truth i couldn't tell you exactly how many people are going to see it because nobody knows and you'll get the audit but it's bullshit it's called nielsen ratings whether or not it used to be arbitron like the radio ratings they're bullshit no one knows no one can definitively say the only thing that you, and, and the reason like online and mobile marketing is taking over is that you actually see the clicks, but those are kind of bullshit too. There's a lot of ways that, that you, can, you know, your Twitter bots and other things like that. There's a lot of fraud out there, but at least you can get the numbers and say, all right, this is, you can relate it, you know, but I don't know. It's, that's the fun part of the business for me. 
the business of the business. The business of the business. Yeah. Also got the current Southern Heavyweight Champion, Tim Rockwell versus Justin Lee. I'm excited for this match. So Justin Lee and Tim Rockwell out of Oklahoma, they've had a saga that's just gone for almost two decades. They've been back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And from what I understand, they were supposed to have squashed it. Something happened. And now that Tim's got a belt, I think Justin's like, you know, I want that belt. That's something where a little bit of crisscrossing wires got crossed or whatever. So the, the blood is back to boiling. And, you know, Justin, he's a hell of a talent. He's been around another 20 years, trained out of OPW with Rocco and, and all those guys over there. And he's he's got a good mind for the business and good mind for wrestling. And you know, he took his time off like we all did. You know, it's, just, it's a burnout thing. You, you just can't go, 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 go all the time. And so he took his break and kind of, you know, worked on his body. He got, got in a space where, where it just made sense for him to come back in the ring. And, you know, he had, he had the, um, what we call it, the itch. It came back and, you know, he's, I guess I got the itch too, you know. And that was, you know, when JJ invited me to come to the show almost two years ago in Salon. It was a little thing for one of my friends that passed away. And I was like, yeah, I'll come. And kind of saw the locker room, saw the vibe, and it was good. Saw Tim. You know, Justin ended up seeing him a few months down the road. And, you know, they're, they're going to go back out there one more time, bring that feud and that heat from Oklahoma to bring to Fayetteville, and it's going to be for the belt for so, the championship. Do you think that's the night you got the itch back? Well, going back to Salome and, yeah. and, see, and doing that battle royal. Um, because no, you took but some time off. Um, what? Uh, ten years. Yeah, plus ten years plus. I, just, I and I walked away. Didn't look back. Didn't didn't really stay in contact with very many people. What kind of triggered my head? That was, and then COVID hit right before. That show was in February of 2020. So then a month later, we're in lockdown. No one's doing nothing. Uh, There's some more indie shows. I think I traveled a couple times with, with JJ over to um, Tennessee. We did show up in uh, Iowa and then over to Grubs and kind of see what they're doing. And just the more like, you know, pro sports are going woke. They are, they're killing the crowds even though NFL and NBA are drawing good right now because they made them miss it for two years, which is another rule of wrestling. You beat a fire and you start with a drought. So when something's popping and you're drawing, you just keep giving it to them. Once it starts to decline, you got to change it. And I also say you got to make them miss you. If, if the fans, you see the same thing every week, it becomes the norm and it's not yeah. special. That's so the saying that absence makes the heart fonder or something like that true true and it's there, there, there's a reason why people say that because it's true you know well, that's and the then, reason people love the nfl so much i mean i know they're going through some issues but you only get what 16 17 games a year right a season right. so the whole off season you're like i can't wait to football season can't wait to football season and it's mm-hmm. finally here and you only get that season and it's pretty limited and then you got to wait again yeah, it's even worse for college football fans like us. Yeah, 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 yeah. All games. Yeah. So the match that I'm really looking forward to, the main event, Texas Grudge match, Moonshine Mantel versus Niles Planque. I've seen these guys. I've called their matches several times. I've seen them 
uh, if you're a, res- a hardcore wrestling fan, you've seen these guys in a WLW, MLW, SWE, AEW, MSW. I mean, these guys beat the hell out of each other. And uh, I just... They bring it. They bring it. And we're, we're going to tap into that. And there, there's some bad blood boiling there. I don't know. That for sure wasn't planned. That wasn't, that wasn't in the script. I, I believe he but, got nine staples that night. Jeez. And I walked in right as that was ending. And I saw blood over. I was like, oh, this is something. Something went down. And people were just talking, you know, coming out of the, coming out of the, the venue about it. And I'm, I'm excited that, you know, we booked this, you know, months ago. And you know, they've just been building it and building it and building it. So they, they just had a death match. Plonk just keeps coming out ahead. Plonke. That's Plonke. Oh, sorry, my mistake. My mistake. Thanks for the correction. You're a gentleman and scholar. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to see what happens. You know, it's going to be a grudge match. People keep asking, what's a grudge match? It's like, well, it's one level above a death match now. And it's, it's for keeps. There's going to be some things will, will happen. Some things will change. I think the wrestling landscape here will be a little bit different, you know, come 2022. And part of that's going to be what's going to go down the crown November 21st, Fayetteville, Arkansas. All right, before we let you out of here, I'm going to do five very random questions that we usually, uh, we've done this with Nikita Koloff, uh, the Pope, uh, Trevor Murdoch, Nick Aldis, several of our former guests. Uh, So very random. (laughs) Are you ready? Let's go. Greatest TV dad. The greatest TV dad. You know what? I quit wrestling or quit watching wrestling. I quit watching TV too because Breaking Bad was so good. Let's say Walter White. It's got to hey, be up there. You're a first, but Walter White was a good dad. Aside from his bad habits, he was a good dad. He put everything on the line to take care of his family. That's a good you answer. Not kiddos. That becomes your number one. You, your own. I don't have any, but. Been close, been close, but uh, I, I joke around. I, I say I have uh, two uh-ohs and oh shit. <laughs> but, but um, you know, if, if, well, I think what made Walter White a good dad, not not just that he risked so much, by the end of that show, he didn't have his family, uh, didn't have his kid, did everything that he put so much into to protect, it's gone. Okay, favorite carnival or festival food? Those caramel apples are hard to beat. But I'm going to go with the number one. That's it's good. Gonna be the jalapeno cheese curds you get at the Oklahoma State Fair in Oklahoma City. My guy comes all the way from Minnesota every year, and they're, they're just amazingly good. That's another first. Uh, who looks more like a guest character on the Golden Girls that shows up to take Blanche out on a date? Classy Freddie Blassie or J.J. Dillon? It's got to be Blassie. He's, he's got way too much swag. J.J. Dillon's just like, he's you know decent looking guy, but nah, nah, Blassie's, Blassie's got the swag. Who would you rather hang out with, Elegante or the Great Khali? Neither. Fuck him. <laughs> Most likely to exist, aliens or Bigfoot? Aliens, for sure. 
And the controversial one, is cheesecake a cake or a pie? I did hear you do that one with Bud. Um, it's, it's a pie. Cake is going to be a different texture, I think. Cheesecake has like a filling, like a pie filling texture. I go pie too. You, you come around in like a little crusty dough. I think so too. Man, Crown Championship Wrestling, Sunday, November 21st, 2021, the NWA Mall in Fayetteville, Arkansas. 3 p.m. Looking 3 forward to it. Right hey, in the afternoon, bring the kiddos, make an afternoon of it. You know, we're going to be family friendly. You know, if you saw anything I used to do, you'd be like, wow, why is this guy wanting to be family friendly? And I was like, you know, you grow up, you mature. So I, I always wanted to put on the show that I'd be proud of that you could bring the kids that, you know, you wouldn't ever hesitate to, you know, bring three generations, bring the grandpas, bring the grandkids, you know, bring yourself. And, you know, that's give us, give us two, three hours of your life. It'll be worth it. You know, we're going to try our best to put all the problems of the world, you know, shut them out the door and just live in our own little world for that whole amount of time. And just, we're going to have fun. We're gonna, like I said, I got tricks. I got swerves. I got 20 years in this game of, Bringing, bringing the heat. I won't be outworked. And I expect the same from my guys. They have to match my intensity and match my my uh, work ethic or they don't get on the show. If they don't, and if I don't think they can, they sure didn't get bugged and they won't get bugged. So you can have that stamp of approval for me that every guy that you're going to see and gal, you know, we'll all have gals eventually. We'll have, we'll have some other characters. I'm going to get mixed some other things out there, but the last thing I'll leave with you is, you know, just, uh, if you don't make it to the show, I'll be selling some DVDs too. And eventually this thing may end up on television somewhere, probably not ever going to be on the line for free. So, so if you're thinking, I'll just catch a Facebook live or I'll see it on YouTube eventually. Now you won't. You got to come to the show. Or buy the DVD. Or buy the DVD, yes. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us, and uh, I'll see you next Sunday. Thank you, guys. Again, Crown Championship Wrestling, Sunday, November 21st at 3 p.m., NWA Mall in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Steven, you're going to be in, in the house? Oh, I'll be in the house, absolutely. Chapman? Absolutely. No? Okay. I'll be doing commentary solo, I guess, unless Stephen E. is able to uh, uh, I may have to. I may have to join you join you a, a couple of times. It might be a good opportunity for me to uh, do some recruiting. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a, it's going to be a good card. A lot of great talent is involved. Some I haven't seen before. Some are uh, grizzled veterans, and, and others are hot <clears throat> up-and-comers. Yeah, yep. AEW Full Gear is this weekend. You guys want to break down the card and give some predictions? Oh, man, let's do it. In no particular order, I don't know if this is how the match, the, the events lined up or not, but Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus the Super Click, which is Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Falls count anywhere, match. Who you got, Chad? <laughs> who cares? Man, who cares? Chapman's, I tell you what. Chapman's on fire he, tonight. He, he's on fire tonight. Let me tell you what, man. Anything uh, that has to do with Christian Cage. Yeah. Well, but then you pair him with, with, with uh, uh, some of the boats. I don't care what anybody says, man. As soon as their music hit, when, when it both, you know, both nights when we were up there, as soon as their music hit, everybody started doing the, the hand wave and, 
you know, uh, man, everybody is super, super into Jurassic Express, even though I, I, I agree with you, you know, insert Christian into, you know, something and it, it, I don't know, it's just not what it was 20 years ago, but, uh, but Jurassic Express, man, they're hot. They're hot. I, they're I don't hot. see them beating the super click and, and, you know, Adam Cole, but do you prefer, you know, uh, Marco stunt with Jurassic Express rather than Christian Cage? Gosh, Jesus I, Christ, let's just keep making it worse. Oh man, yeah, Marco stunt. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know about it. it you know, it, God, everybody loves that Mighty Mouse, that uh, that underdog character. But you know, it, it, at what point, you know, does it not it all become believable? You know, and and you know, he looks like a nine year old kid. I'm gonna go with the super click, Chapman. You're not yeah. picking. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be the super click. I couldn't imagine them putting. Anybody else over? Right. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Pack versus Andrade and Malachi Black. Andrade and Malachi Black. Why? Why Pox even in AEW? I still don't know. I'm gonna go with uh, Andrade and Malachi Black as well. Check I would out. agree with you. Yeah, I would agree with you. I don't. Uh, I don't see them. But you can bet Cody's coming out of the center because he's the <laughs> only one that does. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, Steven, we were in the house when that epic promo by Eddie yeah. Kingston took place. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go uh, CM Punk. As much as uh, Eddie Kingston is on fire and over right now, I can't see uh, them bringing in CM Punk. Yeah. To to Eddie Kingston. No, I don't see that being the case either. I'm going to go with CM Punk too. Yeah, I'd, I'd say probably the same. Not necessarily that, that you know, that, that, that Punk, you know, I don't know, deserves the W. I think, I think just like you said, you know, uh, Eddie Kingston's, you know, he's hot right now and, and, you know, why they would kill the the momentum that he's got going. I don't know, but who knows, you know, maybe we could see a, a, a heel turn, you know, by, by Kingston out of the deal or something. Not, a, not sure. Darby Allen versus MJF. MJF. Yeah. MJF. And, and let me tell you, man, they did. Yeah. I watched it on on TV, and I I don't think it looked as cool on TV as it did watching it live. When when they were, who were that? Were they in Kansas? Kansas, Kansas. yeah, Kansas City, and uh, and and MJF was against the uh, the railing, and it you know they they it's probably a forty yard sprint that that Darby Allen hit, and uh, it hit you know hit MJF and clotheslined him over the over the barrier. That looked so 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 cool live. I I'd like. I gotta steal that man. That looked really, 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 really good. Not I, uh, that, not that uh, the manager of champions could run forty yards continuously, but you know, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go MJF as well. I don't care what some low life fat guy in Arkansas thinks of me, because that low life fat boy in Arkansas with the pimply face and the Sharpay crappy little skin drooping off his jowls is not going to pay me my checks. Thanks, MJF. <laughs> The Lucha Brothers, which is the AEW Tag Champions, versus FTR for the AEW Tag Team titles. I couldn't see FTR losing to the yeah, to the you know little Mysterios. Yeah, I don't. I see that. Uh, I see FTR retaining them. Man, I I I I, I freaking love their music. Their music live was so cool. We got to hear it both nights, and you know I loved it. In fact, I went to the merch stand looking for one of the FTR shirts, and they didn't have them there. So 
So did you pick Lucha Brothers over FTR? Oh, no way. No way. Chapman, FTR you... over. No. Oh, I thought no. you said... Uh, cause Lucha I, said Brothers... there's, I said there's no way that that uh, okay. the, the little Mysterios are going to go over on FTR. Okay, I'm going to go with Lucha, or, uh, FTR as well. Inner Circle, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana and Ortiz versus <clears> the end <throat> of the year, which is Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, and American top team members, Junior DeSantos, Andre Arlovsky, and Dan Lambert in a Minneapolis street fight. I say the uh, inner circle is going to lose. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they lose, man. Dan Lambert is on fire, boy. That guy is the hottest heel in wrestling right now. But, you know, it, 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 it's it's kind of funny because it reminds me a little bit of Vicky Guerrero. You know, it, it, it's, man, that guy can't hardly get a word out of his mouth when he starts to talk. The crowd just shuts <laughs> him up, man. It's amazing. I love it. I'm going to go uh, with the upset as well. American top team and um, the men of the year. Brian Danielson versus Miro in an AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final. Winner receives AEW t- uh, title shot. Gosh, I hope it's Miro, but it's going to be. But yeah, how do you, how do you, how do you bet, how do you bet against, you know, Daniel Bryan? You know, you just can't, not this early in the, in his uh, AEW career. He's undefeated. Unless- yeah, unless unless you know there's some, unless there's some swerve, you know who who's up who's on deck for for Danielson to feud with, you know, uh, uh, maybe if there was some type of a, a you know a run in or something like that, maybe. But you know, I see uh, I, I I see Daniel Bryan coming out. I do on top too, on that one. unless Lena makes her debut and helps Miro. Yeah, yeah. If I don't she, think they will because Miro was added into this. Because <coughs> yeah. So I think Daniel Bryan was probably the original, the original one to win it anyway. Yeah, I agree. They brought him in. They didn't bring him in for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the hottest free agent out there. So, Doctor Britt Baker versus Ty Conte for the AEW Women's Title. As long as Ty Conte's in the little shorts, it doesn't matter. I tell you what, man. With with the with. Is as bad of a beating as she put on Miranda Gordy on AEW Dark. Then I'm gonna go with Ty Conti because she's a bad woman. I uh, I booed that uh, that match. Yeah, because, so did I. Because I I, uh, I didn't like that match. I'll just put it that. No, way. I didn't like it either. Uh, I think I Britt like Baker retains. Yeah, and I'm sure that's what's gonna happen. Main event: Kenny Omega. The champion versus Hangman Adam Page for the Ooh. AEW World Title. Man, I don't. What do you think, Kenny Omega? You think Kenny Omega? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they'll have Daniel Bryan feuding with Hangman Adam Page. They're two. They're two faces. Yeah, I think it'll yeah. be Hangman versus uh, versus Omega. Or I'm sorry, Daniel Bryan. So if Omega. so, if Miro wins due to some interference by Lana, yeah, then it would be Miro. Then and it would and be Hangman. Yeah, Hangman. You know, like. Interesting, interesting. I just don't think they're going to take the belt off Omega yet. No, man, no. I think Omega. You, you know, I, I know we we had this conversation in the past, but you know, I just couldn't understand why Omega was putting over all the talent. You know, in his early AEW run, you know, it just it didn't make sense to me. And you know, him as even a face didn't really make sense. And then he finally got the 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 cleaner gimmick, you know, going again and and turned back into his old self and. Now he is uh, running the show, man. He's 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 something else, man. I like Kenny Omega. I do too. I like Hangman too, but I think mm-hmm. Omega retains. Yeah, yeah. 
So I've kind of threw in some new stuff we might start doing, kind of like the, since we only do one episode per week, instead of recapping uh, how we used to do recap events and uh, the anniversary of the week, whatever, uh, kind of threw in a little bit of history of, of things from this week. The history of our sport and the history of our sport in pro wrestling history, in professional wrestling history. Uh, this week in history, November 7th, 1979, Harley Race defeated Giant Baba to win back the NWA world title. That's pretty interesting. In uh, November 7th, 1985, WWE presented their very first pay-per-view. It's called the Wrestling Classic. Mm-hmm. November 7th, 2017, AJ Styles defeated Jinder Mahal to win the WWE title. November Gosh, 7th. AJ, AJ's already been in for over four years. Yeah. yeah. In 2020, AEW Full Gear took place. Uh, John Moxley retained against Eddie Kingston. Darby Allen won the TNT title from Cody Rhodes. And the Young Bucks defeated FTR for the tag titles. Also on November 7th, birthdays, King Kong Bundy and Tony Schiavone. Hmm. Hmm. How old is Shivani? He was born in 57. So what, that puts him 64? 63, 64, give or take? Nobody told me know. there'd be math yeah. I say that didn't work for yeah, me, brother. Know, but that yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. Work for me. That's uh, that, that, that's amazing. You know, at, at, at his age, he should be wearing six or seven carrots in each chair. Not, not, not five. Yeah, 64. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> Uh, November 8th in 99, ladder match on WCW Nitro for the U.S. title was won by Scott Hall against Bret Hart, Sid Vicious, and Goldberg. Scott Hall, we have talked uh, a lot about how one of the best to never win a world title. Yeah, that's a fact. November 8th, 99, New Age Outlaws defeated Al Snow and Mankind on Raw to uh, become the WWF Tag Champions, they were the first team to win the titles on five occasions. Oh, you didn't know? Uh, November 8, 2005, Eddie Guerrero defeated Mr. Kennedy on SmackDown to earn a spot in the uh, Survivor Series. However, he would not make it. Uh, that would be Guerrero's last match uh, because he died four days later. Wow. I didn't realize Kennedy was his, his last opponent. November 8, 2019, at SmackDown in the UK, The New Day defeated The Revival, which is Dash Wilder and Scott Mm -hmm. Dawson, now FTR, to win the SmackDown titles. Notable birthdays on November 8th, Julia Hart, Keith Lee, and Ted DiBiase Jr. Poor poor Keith Lee released. Yeah, Keith got a week of his birthday. Yeah, Keith Keith got a, a, a great birthday present from. From the execs uh, in Stanford. November 9th, 97. Guess what happened? Montreal Screwjob. Oh, Montreal Screwjob. Mm. Survivor Series 1997. Gosh. Man, oh, man. November 9th, uh, 2019 was the very first AEW full gear uh, since we've been talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when Cody uh, lost, and the stipulation was he can't ever wrestle for the AEW title. You guys think that's going to stick? Oh, man. I I forgot all about that. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) 
Notable birthdays, Pete Dunn, Chris Jericho, and Nick Patrick. And my grandma. Yeah. And your grandma. I was going to gonna bring that up because I saw mm-hmm. your post the other day. Mm-hmm. November 10th, 91, Dick the Bruiser passed away at age 62 from a uh, bust of the blood vessel while weightlifting. Mm-hmm. November 10th, 93, WCW Clash of the Champions, 25. For the record, for the record, that's why I don't lift weights. The reason I threw that one in is because uh, the Nasty Boys defeated Sting and Davy Boy Smith. Yeah. And Shockmaster beat the Equalizer. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> November 10th, 97, uh, WCW Nitro Guerrero defeated Mysterio for the uh, Cruiserweight title. November 10th, 2008, William Regal defeated Santino Morella to win the Intercontinental Championship. You know, we mentioned Scott Hall. Earlier, underrated. Steven Regal is another guy. Yeah, that boy. is well, uh, way underrated. Mm-hmm. Well, and he, his influence is still felt today. You know, yeah. um, he's still yeah a part of you know one of the one of the the. I don't know where you would put NXT now as far as like ranking, but you know, I mean, it's up there. It was at least. Definitely, uh, Regal needs to be in that Hall of Fame. Yeah. Notable birthdays, Marshall Von Erich, Ryback, Bill DeMott, and MSW Hall of Famer, Cowboy Bob Orton. Very cool. November 11th, uh, WWF taped the 13th edition of Saturday Night's Main Event, where King Kong Bundy defeated Hulk Hogan by countout. Birthdays, Leo Rush, Eli Drake, and Billy Gunn. What was that? That's today, huh? Yeah, that's today. Yeah. Happy birthday. To happy guys. birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, guys. November 12th, Hardy Boys uh, defeated Booker T and Test to become tag champions. Tell me. God, was, Booker, was Booker T and Test tag team champions? Yeah. Oh, crazy. man. Yeah. November 12th, 2003, Lex Luger wrestled his last match for a major promotion on TNA. Uh Birthdays, Matt Capitelli and Disco Inferno. Uh, good old Glenn Gilberti. Yep. Yeah. And November 13th, uh, Vern Gagne defeated Sonny Myers to win the NWA title in 1950. I, I threw that in because I believe Sonny Myers, uh, didn't he train Niles Ponke? Boy, Sonny Myers' influence in this area is, is held in high regard. That guy... Uh, has had a hand in training just about everybody who's come through through this area. Um, great, great, great man. I had the opportunity and, and met him a couple of different times, but he was already in his his older. He was already a little older, probably in his seventies by the time I met him. But you could just tell, you know, from uh, just from shaking his hand and talking to him for you know thirty seconds that that he was a he was a tough old bat boy. You know, um, I, 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 I know that, uh, I've had the privilege of sitting in on many locker rooms where people talk about, you know, some of his stories and, um, he wasn't one to, uh, to let you down when it came to stories, you know, but yeah, yeah. Sonny Myers, good guy. November 13th, 2005, Eddie Guerrero passed away in, uh, Minnesota at the age of 38 due to acute heart failure. 38 years old, man. Yeah, that's hard to that's hard to believe, man. I mean, that's that's you know, I'm that's only eight years younger than me. <laughs> that, There's a few uh, yeah. few other things, uh, but the uh, notable birthday was one of Chapman's favorite wrestlers, Ice Train. 
powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. All right, guys, you got anything else? Oh, shoot, man. Uh, like he's about to fall asleep. Yeah, he might. Well, he's having one of them days, you know. But no, I, the only thing I the only thing I can add is seriously, man, go 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 obtain a copy of that DVD and watch it. Uh, I've had numerous texts throughout the week, numerous DMs telling me that that literally, you know, I I had one gentleman tell me, you know, I've been a a, a fan since. You know, uh, since Danny Hodge and Skandar Akbar, and and I've been to WWE, WWF, WCW, and he goes, I will put this up against any of those shows that I've ever been to, from the from the, the top of the card to the bottom of the card. It's a phenomenal night. Go buy that DVD. See what, what the hype's about. See what everybody's talking about. MSWTickets.com. That about wraps it up. Follow us on Facebook at the Slop Drop on Twitter at the Slop Drop One. Check us out on YouTube, also wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Smash the subscribe button. Leave us a good rating and a good review, all that good stuff. And as always, thank you guys for listening. Until next time, we are out of here.